0: Hello, and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. We might perhaps be the only member of the Dumbass Media Network. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. And you're not going to believe who else we got with us this evening? Ian.
1: I have returned. I don't believe it. <laughs> <coughs>
0: and of course, we have Mad Cat.
2: Hello, hello.
0: And of course, representing the Dumbass Media Network, the dumbass himself. <sighs>
3: Hey guys, just woke up from a two week coma. Anything I missed? Breakfast. <laughs> <Practice.
0: laughs> Yo, you, you haven't missed anything except Armageddon. <laughs> How is everybody doing this evening? Doing pretty good. Yeah?
1: Well, on that subject of Armageddon, Brian, I used to give uh, before the fall of Western civilization as a big time frame to people, and I can't give that. Anymore. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think November 8 marked the uh, return of the Antichrist. Jesus, still no sign of him, but...
3: It's, it's the first sign. The
0: beginning. first sign. Oh, okay. The Antichrist is the first sign.
3: So I should I should run out onto the lawn and practice jumping into the air for the... <laughs> rapture? Yeah, the rapture. For the rapture. I was just trying to think of the word there. I couldn't think of the word rapture. <laughs> Make sure well, you there have...
4: are people out there watching for, this, for the UFOs. Oh. Well, didn't you hear? I mean, uh, once the world is going to be destroyed, there's UFOs supposed to come down and save us. Oh,
2: OK. They're the ones saving
0: us. It, it, it's pretty funny. Nah, that's what I'm told. So I, I there was a, um, a lot of tweets going <coughs> around Canadians, you know, wishing us the best and stuff like that. <laughs> Yes, we do. Well,
3: I mean, congratulations. I mean, uh, this has been like a first, like your your first openly sleazebag president. That is opening doors. Right.
0: We've had plenty of sleaze bags, but none of them openly sleaze bags.
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, li- young little like 10-year-old sleaze bags are watching this and they're, they're feeling like, you know, I can do anything that I want to
0: do. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, is, uh, it, this is our yeah, our least qualified.
2: more truthful than you can think of. <laughs> yeah. If, if you look at the news out here, uh, he, the sleeves bags do think they're empowered right now.
0: He's our least qualified president ever. Yep. Mm hmm. Uh, he, he's, he's our orangest president ever. <coughs>
2: that's true. Well, Brian, I blame you. You're in Texas now.
0: Ah, <laughs> me? So, uh,
2: you didn't do enough to get Texas converted over.
0: Well, Texas was pretty firmly in the red, I'll tell you what.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. It's your
0: fault.
3: You could have dialed it more. You know it. I, I could have dealt with his lack of qualifications if he had been a decent person.
0: Sure. Yeah. But we have to remember that just because he's a sleazebag doesn't mean that he can't govern. He might be fine at governing even though he's a sleazebag.
3: You know, I, I really like uh, Seth Meyers' take on this because what he was saying— was that um, he, he was talking about his, his track record of predicting Trump. He, he said um, when Trump first came out, he thought, oh, he's just going to be a joke candidate, not going to get far. And then he said, he said uh, that, uh, oh, there's no way that he's going to be the Republican nominee. And then he was say, say, <laughs> saying, oh, there, there's no way that he's going to be close to Hillary Clinton. There's no way that he's going to actually win the election. And he said, you know, given my track record here, I have been wrong on Trump 100%. Everything I predicted, yeah. so there's a good possibility that he may actually be an excellent president.
1: <laughs> um, so, you know, just I've been looking at some of his stances on the issues, and I actually aligned to him a lot closer than I thought
0: I did. probably on abortion too, right? That the woman should be um, sent to prison, that there that, that it should be murder charges. No, not on that.
3: <laughs> there were That's a few not. things I remember looking on about Trump that I agreed with him what what he was saying too, and. I've been more lenient on Trump than I know a lot of my friends have been on Facebook or whatever. I've been more willing to interpret things that he said said in ways that don't cast as much um, uh, as much hatred on him. I, I mean, I think he he said some things like I'm willing to forgive him for having a good lawyer so that he he pays uh, no taxes. That that's not not a lawyer. I mean, a good accountant. Uh, that that's just uh, the fact of having a good accountant, but. He, still, even with my being my being lenient on him like that, he's still a sleaze bag.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing is that no. as far as like our tax code goes, it's not his fault that the tax code is set up so that there's loopholes for people with with his kind of money. And, and
3: I totally agree.
0: And so he he's right yes. that he's smart to take advantage of it. I You know, I, they're in that debate when he said that's just smart. He's right. That is smart. If you can do it and the loophole is there, you should use it because it was written into the tax code. I mean, he didn't write it there, but he would be stupid not to use it. I would use it if I, totally I could I agree with that. So,
3: yeah, so that, that, that's what your accountant for. You, get an, you, you hire an accountant to get to uh, manage your taxes in the way that uh, best represents the way the government has set it up uh, for you to pay as little as possible. and the accountant did his job.
0: right. So but I do I am concerned with his tax plan. Because I think yeah. that, that because it's because it's because Hillary Clinton was not wrong when he called it Trumped-up trickle down, right? I mean, it's it's just more trickle down economics, which hasn't worked and won't work for the middle class. It works great for the upper classes, you know, but it, it is well, never going to work for us at the bottom.
2: If you look at um a lot of the news stuff out there right now, it doesn't like Trump really gives a damn about um being the president. Well, he wants the title, but he doesn't want really to actually have to do any of the work. Well, that, everything I'm seeing right now says he pretty much plans to back away and let. The people he puts in charge take over, which is completely the opposite reason, supposedly, as to why he got elected.
0: Right, because he was, he's— I, gonna,
3: I, think, I think we've known for a while that this would be a Pence presidency.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he scares me more than Trump does. And yeah. the other thing about it is that—so he's going to run it like he's a manager, like he's the CEO. So, yeah, so he's going to put people in place to run their pieces, and then he'll just manage it like, like he would because he doesn't have the expertise. So what else can he do?
2: And I don't think he really cares. I think most of the issues he just put out there to um, win votes, if you look at um, how much of those he's backing away from now and everything else,
3: it was all just um, bullshit. Well, it was. To get people on his side. There's no way he's actually going to build a wall. No, no, no. There's no no. no way he's actually going to uh, prevent all Muslims from entering the country.
0: No, he won't. And here's the thing is that we we see this in every presidential um, election, is that they say a bunch of shit and then they get elected and they don't do any of it and, and so what happens in 4 years now you have to you have to vote for them based on what they've done or didn't do right I and mean, and usually that doesn't hurt them right Be, using all that that bluster when you're trying to get elected doesn't seem to hurt them when they when they go for re-election
2: but actually one of the interesting things with saying that though is obama got in trouble for actually following through with the stuff he promised to do yeah true so, you know, it, it, it's one of those situations you know, that, you know, that doesn't necessarily line up properly. Obama actually was go- said he was going to do the Affordable Care Act. That was one of the promises he made. He got in trouble for doing it, because how dare you do that? Well, no, that's what I said I was going to do when, when I was... Well, trying- only
3: from the Republicans.
2: Yeah, but still, that uh, was one of the more messed up criticisms of how dare he actually follows through with his political promises.
3: <laughs> yep.
2: So, it's a messed up game.
3: Well, I don't think they were—they were complaining about him following through with his promises. They just didn't like his promise, and he yeah, hasn't been like, able to close down Guantanamo. Yeah, that, uh, and um, I think—I uh, I don't think—I uh, think the complaint about that. Um,
2: well, no, the conservatives aren't complaining about that. They—they they, they just point that out, it's like, look, he didn't do it. It's like, okay, you know, but he didn't do a lot of stuff. But it's more complicated. That's one thing about politics, and generally, in fact, if you look at how the you know they complain about how the affordable care act got through all the big politics go through that same way um voting rights for women um the um civil rights movement all the big politics that changed those had the exact same kind of stuff that the affordable care act went through um you have to play a certain level of games within politics to get those big things happening and they complained about obama actually doing it and um then they complain when Obama can't play the game right. With you know, um, Guantanamo is a perfect example. But politics is such a messed up game that gets played. And it is a game, make like, no doubt. It is a game, and Obama actually did a pretty decent job compared to um, most of the other presidents I've seen in my lifetime. Wow.
0: Well, his approval ratings coming out of office are are, are much better than Bush were, Bush's were. Yeah. So I mean, but the problem, you know, the the thing that we I think we find is that. It's one thing when you're not president and then when you are when you finally get into the office you find out things are not exactly as you thought they were when you get better information. Right? The interesting and, and,
1: thing about this is that Trump got elected precisely to a large extent at least, precisely because people are sick of American politics and they saw him as an outsider.
0: Yeah. Well and he particularly I would people... really like
3: an outsider and if Trump wasn't such a horrible person, I would love him.
0: Yeah, you know the the thing we got to remember um, uh, too the, the his biggest. Sean's elect- trying to e- talk. Oh, okay. Two. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. This. So bad, Brian. Yeah. Oh. Um. H- his biggest voting block was uneducated white men. <coughs> that that's where he got his biggest vote from, and and that that's that's scary too because are, who. Are, we're not voting on issues, right? This is purely a pro, um, a personality contest.
1: Brian, I don't necessarily know if you can characterize them as uneducated. They don't had they didn't have higher education in most cases. Okay. So they were high school graduates or GED equivalent, not college or trade school.
0: Right, but it's primarily, but that, but that's still as big as building block. I mean, it 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 shrinks when you look at white men with degrees. And it shrinks even more when you look at white women with degrees. It
3: does, and a lot of people on the left were insanely against Hillary Clinton in a way that that really seemed unreasonable to me. I mean, a lot of people are are still yelling about uh, how how like oh Hillary rigged the um, the Democratic primaries against Bernie Sanders. Well, no, she didn't. I mean, the whole deal with the email there it, it showed that. Uh, the DNC had some bias against Bernie but there was no rigging I right think they had a bias
1: for Hillary
3: I right. think they right. went into it with the assumption that she was going to
1: be the nominee <coughs> I don't think it was her that did it I think it was the democratic leadership
3: anyway right. and this- they, they, but they, they <laughs> didn't rig anything against Bernie they didn't rig anything for Hillary they they kind they had a it showed a clear bias for Hillary but I think they uh, did
2: have some th- of an agenda though
3: a little we'll- bit of an agenda, maybe, but, you know, they didn't – it's clear that uh, they they didn't do anything – any improper rigging of the election and that no matter what, Bernie was destined to lose. But you- the- well,
2: actually, someone already opened up into one of the articles I was going to cover today, um, and I think we, we have the segue already, and um, the article is, Can a Classic Thought Experiment Explain How We Elected Trump? Okay. Now, the thought experiment they refer to, we've seen, I, I, know, I think we've covered it on the podcast, I've seen it elsewhere, um, but the idea is you have a um, tra- tra- uh, a train going down the tracks, it, um, it, you can't <coughs> stop, it. it is going to hit and kill five people, what you can do is you can throw a switch and move it to another track, but if you do that, you're going to kill one person. And the idea is that people are going to have a hard time throwing that switch, because if they do nothing and let five people die, it's not really their fault. If they throw the switch and actually kill one person, it's their fault, and they have to take the blame for it. And this article talks about how... So, because um, a lot of people did not vote. The, the, the last two elections here, huge voter turnout. We didn't get as much this time. Um, a lot of people that voted in the last two elections didn't come out this time. Why? Because, the, um we've talked about you know how, how many people disliked Hillary. There was a big push on how horrible Hillary was. And so here they're looking at, well, I can't vote for Hillary, but I can't vote for Trump either, so I'll just back away and vote for no one. Even if I think Trump's the worst of the two, I still can't vote for Hillary.
3: So, well, I, I personally think that's a valid option to stay back and vote for nobody, but I think it, I, I think the reasoning for it, reasoning being against Hillary, was a little bit uh, misguided this time. Right. But
2: th- there is a logic saying that's how Trump got elected, because a lot of people— decided instead of making a choice they were going to sit back and just let things happen knowing that um, that meant there was a chance that we got Trump as president now
3: because let me ask you an important question which of the people on that trolley track uh, had it coming <laughs>
2: <laughs> right now about, about half of our country I would say
3: well, I would yeah, say is
4: the- I would say as well uh, as I've been watching this go along that it seems that an awful lot of people, are frustrated with the factor not specifically hillary but the factor of how everything has gone with that type of uh that type of person running what exactly is going on in the country oh, yeah. uh they wanted a big big change and they looked at trump and said well that is a big change but the Let's thing go is they it. didn't do the change in
0: congress
2: like that's where the other change sort of happened if, if they want change congress is the change <coughs>
4: That didn't happen, and people don't seem to notice that they yeah. look at that. Plus, some have been saying that when um, Bill Clinton had his little uh, what should I call it the, the, the Monica time. Article. the Monica time. Yes, uh, they the said that they said that it had been rape, and that uh, Hillary had blamed well, the uh,
2: Monica was not raped. We know that the, the, she yeah. was completely. It was um, before Monica, back when he was governor, that they, um, there were the incidences of attempted rape that he was accused of that never really went anywhere. The problem is once more, by that logic, then we still can't elect Trump, because he's, he's been accused of the same kind of stuff, if not worse. So well, and that's one thing that right now, too. Yeah. The majority of the stuff they were against Hillary on, Trump has done <laughs> as bad, if not worse. And yet,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, Hillary's the one they hated, which also leads to the sexism um, within it. You know wh- how we treat women compared to how we treat men.
3: I think if Hillary was a man, she she, she probably wouldn't have had anywhere near as much problem getting people uh, convinced to vote for her. I mean, the the whole thing they're going on about the email scam that was basically yep. nothing. If it was a man, it would be over in no time. I think.
0: <coughs> well, and Benghazi was nothing.
3: Yeah. Um, isn't this kind of academic, though? Anyway
1: since we already know
0: how the 2020
1: election is going to go. We do? Yes, we do. It's going to be Ron and who's going to give him hell,
0: boy. <laughs> You know, what, the thing I find extremely fascinating about this election is that the prior elections, the polling was spot on. It was very good. And, like, Nate Silver's projections were were pretty much perfect. I mean, he, he had a couple states here and there that, that, you know, that were so close that he missed. But this time, the polling... Was completely wrong, and Nate Silver's projections were completely wrong. And well, so, they were
3: completely wrong. I mean, like he, uh, Trump didn't win in any state where it was like a slam dunk for Hillary on his prediction. I mean, he did well, predict that Trump no. had a like one third chance of winning, which you know, if you're rolling the dice on that, that's uh, that that's still pretty scary. And it still, you know, if if those numbers happen to come up exactly. That way, it's not, you know, it's not a one in a million shot.
0: Right. But nobody predicted Wisconsin to to go Republican. Um, they didn't predict Michigan until the very end as a as potentially a Republican state. Um, they missed North Carolina. And, and of course, Florida is always so close. Right. But yeah. And and even in all of those states where he ended up getting, um, you know, the majority of the electoral votes, man, the Martians were incredibly thin. But still the polling was wrong. Yeah. Because it showed it showed Hillary winning in all of those states. Now, of course, within three percent, which is which is the margin of error, yes, but they still got it wrong. So now all these pollsters have to go back to work and, and, and it's like, where did they go wrong? What was it was it their polling? Or was it was it people just not saying they're gonna vote for Trump? What happened here is, is I think an interesting story.
3: Yeah. There are so many, so many yeah. stories about what went wrong there. It's hard to really sort that out right
0: now. No, exactly. You, we can't sort that out right now, but man, the, the, it brings up a lot of questions. Anyway, it will be in
4: the history books as yeah.
0: something very interesting. It, it certainly but, will. And
4: well,
2: so, so in the next few years.
0: <laughs> well, anyway.
2: Yes, there's no yes, doubt about that Okay.
0: Well, it's time to get away from politics and masturbate instead.
3: The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves.
4: Fine, fine, fine. Now, where did <laughs> I put that prank-operated dildo anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: most least us masturbate, because apparently if we do, we will have... Um... All sorts of children
3: in the afterlife.
0: Yeah, what's going on here? This is not yeah. a happy masturbation story. I can,
3: I can, we will, I, I can uh, swear that I've heard that before. Uh, we, we haven't talked about this story before.
0: I, I don't have. know. We, we might will have.
3: All sorts of children in the afterlife, and you will all face
1: my ace.
3: But I, I think I think <laughs> I think if we did this before, we did another article because I didn't see the part before where it says uh, men who masturbate will get their hands pregnant and will have to look after their offspring in the afterlife. And I'm looking this at this here thinking, wait, this is this is the the huge detriment to men. We will have to look after our offspring in the afterlife.
2: Well, I, I, I think for some of us, um, we might have a, a, a few more than we think. <laughs> if, 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 if every time we masturbate, we're getting ourselves our hands pregnant. Um, yeah, for, for some guys, that could be quite a bit.
0: <laughs> for most guys, let's face it. I mean, there's probably there's probably a baby per poor. <laughs> you
1: know that uh you know that image of the orc army in uh, the two towers? Mine's a lot like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the little Shauna army. Okay.
1: <laughs> so that's what we're actually doing. We're really creating our army. Oh, I'm gonna
3: have an army yeah. of minions. <laughs> Yay!
1: So let me let me ask this though. What's this guy's name, Ian? Um Tehidhan. So, I I, uh, I submit uh, to you that he knows about this because he shot first.
0: I wonder, I, I do wonder if maybe that's where the 72 virgins come from.
3: <laughs> they're your own offspring, is that your,
0: it? Exactly.
2: <laughs> so, if, okay, we actually haven't even covered this. Okay, so this is, is yeah, an Islamic preacher made a uh, claim that if you masturbate, your hands will get pregnant and you will be forced to raise your offspring in the afterlife. Um, he basically said this on a, um, a TV show He was where someone um, called in talking about how that they, they were married— um, but he kept masturbating, mm. uh, even during the holy pilgrimage to Mecca. Um, and the, the guy went off. Well on, well,
3: on the pilgrimage, just like
2: walking down the road. <laughs> 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 so, the, and this was his reply, basically, um, warning that you will have to raise your bizarre offspring in the afterlife. Where,
0: where is it? is this actually? Is he um, sourcing <laughs> this with a Quran? Um, yes, from the Quran. Really.
2: But if you look at the end of the article, it talks about how um, actually uh, some claim that it's frowned upon or disliked, while others have said it's actually permissible should it help stop a man from committing adultery or other sins. So the, the whole, I, well, I, yeah, the masturbation part's definitely cram. the His weird interpretation of your offspring, I'm not sure where that comes from. So it, it's one of those things where religious leaders seem to be pulling things out of um, someplace dark and
0: <laughs> yeah, that's genuinely
1: true. weird. Well. Yeah. Uh, I'll 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 forget this one and I'll stick with the whole John the,
0: the whole Monty Python every sperm is sacred song. <laughs> <laughs>
3: every sperm is sacred. Every sperm is good. Come on, guys, join in. <laughs> every sperm is needed in in your, your neighborhood. neighborhood.
1: Let the heathen spill theirs on the dusty ground. God will make them pay for each sperm that can't be found.
4: <laughs> you sing rather well. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: All right. Well, so um, this is not going to stop me from masturbating. Is the afterlife? Yeah, right. I mean, well, well,
2: we all know now we are raising our armies for um, a, a huge war in
3: the afterlife. So. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be awesomely cool. I am so, going to make an effort to do it more. Exactly.
0: So <laughs> now now this is all about who has the largest army, who has the most offspring.
4: And how many, how much pregnancy do you get from each one each time you do it?
0: How many <laughs>
2: Consider how, children? Uh, considering how many sperm cells there are, yeah, that yeah, could be oh quite my. a
0: bit. <clears throat> well, you know, here's the thing is that I'm already probably behind because I shoot blanks now. <laughs> that sucks. Uh,
2: I don't think that's an issue. I think just masturbation in general.
0: But there's no seed in it anymore. Well, mm. well, this is the
3: afterlife thing. I don't know quite how it works. So not, now not there's, actually, there's a guy. question for that guy. If if you're shooting blake <coughs> do, you yeah. still, uh, do you still do you still get your hand pregnant in the afterlife? That is it, is, it, is it permissible to masturbate then? Brian, I believe this. Or, may, or maybe it's just it's still sinful, I guess, because. <clears throat> you shouldn't be uh, messing with your junk down there and getting it to shoot blanks
1: after, uh, after seeing Dr. Strange last weekend, I have to say that I'm thinking that what you're shooting now are astral sperm.
0: Astral sperm.
1: <laughs> I do have to see that
0: movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. Uh, all right. What the hell is going on with the Canadian immigration site? It went down for several hours right after the election. Canadians? Canadians? Actually,
4: just before it ended.
0: Just before it ended. What, what is going on, Canadians? How am I supposed to get out of here if your immigration site is down?
3: Well,
4: I guess someone did not expect there to be that many people wanting to get in here just because of the election.
3: <laughs> Have you not heard, Brian? We're building a wall and we're making you guys pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, it probably makes economic sense. We'll pay for it.
4: Actually, I think Clint, uh, Trump has that idea in the first place.
0: It is his idea.
4: Yeah, well, he apparently at some point in time, someone says that I don't know. Anyway, it has been said that he mentioned the same thing for us, uh, uh, snow Mexicans. So
0: apparently, <laughs> well,
1: that's no, he, what he calls he, us,
0: no. uh, snow Mexicans. Oh my God!
1: they walk among us undetected. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they do. Hey, so okay, so, so the ninety
1: pro- percent of their border is ninety ninety percent of their population is massed across the
0: U.S. border and ready to invade. Yep. So the majority of the search queries were coming from Oregon, Washington, Vermont, and California. So those were the those were the places where the citizens wanted out the most.
3: I guess and, they have uh, not as far to move to.
0: I, I suppose that's true. <laughs> I don't know. California is quite okay. a ways. Yeah, that's true. Texas I, is a little further.
4: I know people on, um, on Facebook who were saying that they're trying to help Friends from the U.S. get across here because once Medicare and stuff is out, they're in deep problems because they are sick and they won't be able to pay. You.
0: We'll, we'll see what happens with healthcare. That's that there's still a long road there to see what happens. But anyway, I just found this funny that right after or just towards the end, it says shortly after 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time is, is when the Canadian immigration site went down.
3: Like well, thing- I, I haven't. I haven't officially accepted any uh, marriage proposals from oh, people in the states yet. That is right. But if, if any of our listeners wants to send me nude pictures, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: dumbass, uh, you are aware of what you're asking for, right? That could get a bit. Nicer.
3: I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a lot of dick pics. I a know, lot of dick pics. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have phrased that better. <laughs>
0: uh all right. Oh, that I, I just put a stupid thing here in victories for common sense. You know, Trump won the election. This is a victory for common sense. I welcome my orange overlord. So we I think that we need to make sure that we're pointing out that, you know, as a podcast, we are so pro Trump, right? I mean because because we because we'd like to continue to do our podcast. So so we'll be pro Trump to do that, right? We'll sell out. Well, I'm <laughs> One of the things I was
1: going to say earlier was that I actually aligned with Trump on some of the issues a lot more than I thought, and particularly on the question of uh, marriage and who was allowed to get married. Trump believes that marriage should be between should be between a man and a supermodel or a beauty contest, and
4: I can actually get behind that. Where do I get one? <laughs> 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 uh, so, all right, so guys. the beauty contest
3: uh, yeah, it, it's insane but there are there are a lot of really strong feelings about the election the this election season and um, I know there are there are a lot of people uh, who are on Trump's side who are just you know coming down oh you all you Hillary supporters your social justice warriors just uh, having a meltdown here but I mean, I don't people didn't get this upset when uh, Bush was elected or reelected. Uh, and like I think a lot of us uh, really didn't uh, care for Bush on a lot of levels, but we felt he was a legitimate president and it just doesn't feel that way with Trump. Well,
0: i would I would say no. I don't feel like he had that that the first um, the first four years of Bush's pregnancy, he wasn't a legitimate president. He actually Bush's lost legacy. that election.
3: You just said Bush so. Bush's pregnancy, I'd like to point Oh, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Bush's <laughs> pregnancy. Yeah.
0: Well, that, that was not valid either. I, I, his presidency is what I probably really meant, but that was just a Freudian slip, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, I mean, like, a lot of us didn't like Bush, but uh, I don't think we felt this badly about Bush winning as we do about Trump winning, just because just everything he's done, he is such a total scumbag, sleazebag,
2: well, more, horrible the person. Beast. The yeah. racists, the bigots, and all of them have got, felt empowered suddenly. If you if you keep track of the news, there has been reports left and right of um, all the minorities getting um, picked on, beat up, stuff like that. Um, one guy, um, I can't remember, a Muslim student from Saudi Arabia was um, beaten to death by a white guy um, out in the aftermath of this, just because. Um, and there's, if you keep looking at the news, there are stories coming out, you know, about this happening. And that's, uh, to me, that's one of the scary parts, is um, because of how Trump got to be president and because of who he encouraged, him getting there has basically made them feel like they can get away with anything. And yep. I, you know, if you recall, Cranda, who was on the show um, some time back, she and her wife have fought so hard to get where they are at right now. A you know, lesbian couple raising two kids. With their first kid, Cranda was denied all sorts of things regarding what uh, parents um, should be allowed. By the time they had their second kid, the laws had changed. She's now afraid of the laws going backwards. After all the fighting they've done to get where they're at, mm-hmm. and they're not the only um, couple in that situation. Where, um, you know, if, if the, the, the die-hard conservatives have the power that they're trying for right now, they could do some real damage.
4: A lot of damage, yes.
1: I think all we can do is just stay true to our course and try to be try to be kind to one another and try to encourage
3: other people
0: to be kind. Right, but more importantly, we're, uh, we're going to have to be loud and make sure that we're telling our congresspeople what we want and don't want.
3: Yeah. I'd be <laughs> making a fair a- attempt to keep myself drunk as much as possible. With that <laughs> <kind of change. laughs> yeah, being blind to reality definitely would probably help right
0: now. <laughs> but here's the thing, is that I think that it would, um, because because of what the, um, because of how this stuff came down from uh from the courts, from the Supreme Court, I, I think turning it back it is is difficult, and I don't. Yeah, I, I I'm not so worried about that particular one um, uh, going away. I'm I'm I am concerned about abortion rights, um, and and I'm also concerned that we're not going to get <coughs> common sense legislation when it comes to gun control, which I think we need. Um, so, well,
3: we we haven't been able to get that. Uh, anyway, and, well, you guys haven't been able to get that. We're we're in Canada, but you guys have. And being able to get that for the past eight years, anyway.
2: Well, no, yeah. Don't you remember the uh, eight years ago? The conservatives said that um, Obama was going to take the guns away, and they had to um, fight that and make sure Obama. didn't And take you know their
0: what? To to be fair, as a capitalist, and now all their
3: guns are taken away.
0: No, uh, yeah. As a capitalist, man, that was the best thing that ever happened to the to these gun and, and ammunition manufacturers because oh, holy they, they made shit, the of money off that paranoia. It came off of the walls. You could not get ammo anywhere. And people were going to these, um, to, uh, these, you know, gun, um, uh, at the merchandise mart and, you know, these, uh, what do you, what do you call them? I mean, these, and they were just, and such- they would buy tons and tons of ammo. I remember my, my dad going to to these things and just, and just buying just as much ammo as he could possibly carry out on, on his own. I mean, they did, man, if you were a, if you were a gun and ammo manufacturer. This you you were loving it. This the Bush or the uh, the Obama pre- presidency or pregnancy, whichever, was fantastic for you.
1: <laughs> you know, there I've I've talked to so many conservatives who think that Obama was going to come personally for <sighs> their guns the night. and that just was not going to happen. <laughs> just knocking on the, the door,
3: show. knock knock knock. Who's there? Yeah, it's Obama. I'm here for your guns.
0: But and he here's uh, the thing to stand over
3: the guns,
0: the yeah, president.
3: But, uh, just hand them over. I'll hand them over to Michelle here. She'll take them. We'll, <laughs> we'll melt them down.
0: The president can't make laws. They huh. don't do that. They, they can suggest legislation that they want, but they don't make laws. It has to come through Congress. And Congress hasn't passed the law. And I don't know if it's just because, I mean, they thought uh, that Obama wouldn't sign it or if, or if they just don't intend to. Right. So we'll we we'll have to see what's going to happen there. And and maybe they'll just leave guns as things as they are for right now. I, I, I just don't know. What's going to happen there? We don't know what's going to happen with any of these things. You know, Trump is backpedaling now uh, even on Obamacare and some of the in some of the pieces of Obamacare. So we, we just don't know what he's actually going to do. Yet.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Can I we think talk
2: that's about one of the scariest parts of it all?
0: <laughs> hey, can we talk about Sultans? <clears throat> I mean, we're not actually a political podcast, oddly enough. Uh, <laughs> and and I and I like okay. to talk about salt domes, which Let's go to which can be just as political as anything, I suppose. <laughs> Do you guys uh, um have you guys so we have all these salt domes um basically along uh the.
3: what was that, that word that you said? Salt domes. Oh, salt domes. Okay, I see it now written there. Okay. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. I know those. <laughs> yeah. So I have no idea what those
0: are. They're off the the. Uh, we have a, a whole bunch of them off of. Uh, um, the Mexican Gulf, around in Louisiana and in Texas and up into Mississippi. So what happens is there is a, uh, the, 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 um, uh, the denser rocks displace all of this salt and it gets pushed up into <coughs> softer. Um, it, it basically punctures and, and, um, and goes up into softer rocks such as sand or clay. And so you end up with this, this solid mass of salt. Um, so what, what, we have been doing since the 19, since 1977 is that we'll go in and we'll find one of these salt domes. They'll go in and they'll hollow it out using uh, fresh water and then they pump that water out somewhere else. And so you end up with this, with this thick crust of salt with, with this hole in the center that you can fill with crude oil. And so we have these. So when we talk about the U.S.'s strategic oil reserves, the, I mean, ha- have you guys ever thought where are they actually keeping this stuff? It turns out it's in these salt domes. So, um. Yeah, I kind
1: of thought the strategic oil reserve was when I say I don't have enough gas to drive anywhere, but I still have enough gas to go to Arch.
0: Not so? <laughs> no, not so. So what, what are the things that, that, um, particularly back, uh, when was it? I think it was in 1991. Well, I, it, the date doesn't matter. Basically, it, for, for a long time, Almost half of our oil reserves were coming from um, the Middle East, <clears throat> and with the tensions in the Middle East, that's when they, they first started having this uh, this um, these oil Nobody reserves. Help me
3: understand why why are they keeping oil in salt domes? Okay, uh, actually, right.
2: one of the articles does talk about how um, efficient that is. It's actually a good way to keep them. Um, theoretically, they won't leak out. Uh, somehow, the constant temperature. Um, helps to make them stir themselves up somehow yeah so, so they, um, it's actually fairly easy to get them out
1: by just pumping water in which will push the oil out right My but, concern about keeping it in salt domes is that if you have oil with more salt in it I'm pretty sure that's going to raise your car's oil pressure
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so so it, it is a good way to keep the oil because like you say um, you end up with this almost um, impenetrable barrier except by water, and of course, along that area uh, of the coast, there there is always dangers of water. But these things are fairly deep underground, and so there's a lot of pressure on them too. So that that tends to hold the the um, the crust in place. So yeah, so the, um, we we do it because when when there were all these tensions in the Middle East, the 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 fear was what happens. If we start, if we, if that oil were to stop coming and if it's half of what, of the supply that we're using, that could be a problem for us in the U.S. Um, these salt domes, uh, the size range anywhere from six to 35 million barrels. So they're fairly big, averaging about t- uh, 10 million barrels a piece. So these things are huge that they're pumping this into. Um, and so they, and they expanded the oil reserves in 2005, um, moving them up into Mississippi as well so wow yeah so it's pretty cool i mean so it's this it's this neat geological effect that and and we've been able to exploit it you know to to store um to store this now here's the thing is that there is some controversy here because scientists are now looking at this and going we're not so sure that it's an impenetrable barrier um that they're worried that there could be leaking and, and stuff like that out of these things and actually in germany they've actually taken and they've stored nuclear waste in one of these. And that hasn't worked out so well for them in the area that they've done it. And they've had, and they've had, um, they've had leakage from, from that salt dome. And they're actually thinking now that they have to go in, remove all of that waste. But the question is, how do you remove nuclear waste from one of these things? Removing oil is, is, is easy. Like, um, uh, like Ian was saying, but removing other stuff that, that you might keep down there could be a potential problem. And so, uh, there's big questions on what they're going to do with that. But the other issues is that there have been, um, a couple of places where these salt domes have, um, have collapsed. So there's one called, is it, it's Bayou Corn Sinkhole, which is a sinkhole in Louisiana, um, where it looks like it, that, that's exactly what happened is that the, uh, the dome ha- has collapsed. And as it did, it started to release crude and the site now is, um, they gave orders to abandon the site in, was it, it, it was uh, Governor Jindal. So it was in the 2000s sometime. Uh, and so they they don't exactly know what happened, but they think it was something by Oxy. Uh, it says Oxy 3 and maybe doing some drilling. And the owner of the salt dome is Texas Brine. And they, they actually did sue Oxy. Um, for the damage. So, so they're still trying to clean that up. And, and at this point they still don't know when that area is going to be inhabitable again. And the 3d seismic surveys that they have done show that, that, you know, they pretty much show that the dome has collapsed. So, um, as it collapses, it's disrupting, uh, earth and stuff from, you know, they're losing acreages of earth. And so it, it's a, it's a pretty big disaster that you, this, this one, um, salt dome that has collapsed here. So but these it,
3: things are prone to collapse.
0: No, not necessarily, but but there uh, but there is fear that you know that they will collapse, and and in this particular, there's
2: a history of them collapsing.
0: There is a is. history, yeah, uh, of them collapsing. But the most scary one is uh, Lake Panier, and Lake Panier is, is another one in uh, Louisiana.
1: And, um, what- and on Lake Panier, they weren't actually storing, they weren't storing oil in that salt dome. They were looking for oil, and it was an active salt mine.
0: Right. That, that, yeah. No. Exactly. I, I, I'll, I'll cover it. Okay. Yeah. So in, in this particular, he's right. In this particular case, the the salt dome it was one that they were actively excavating for for salt, um, and but also in that area, uh, Texaco was um, was drilling for oil. Um, actually, what does it say they were exactly what they were doing? It, it was natural gas,
1: wasn't
0: it? Yeah, I forget exactly what it was, but yeah. So, but they weren't supposed to hit the salt dome. And what it looks like happened is um, the salt dome coordinates that they had were in a were in a different um, coordinate system than this than the coordinate system that they had programmed into the drill. So, like GPS coordinates, there's all these different um, ways to interpret them. Say, there's NAD32. So. Um, like, so when we're processing seismic data, we have to, we have to get the, our seismic data into the right coordinate system to get the locations of all of the, um, uh, the geophones. And, and so, and if you don't get in the right coordinate system, all of your calculations will be off. So it looks like they, they were using two different coordinate systems here. And so Texaco was drilling and they drilled into the salt dome and they drilled right down into one of the, uh, into one of the channels where they had been, um, where they had excavated, and the drill bit gets stuck. They 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 get it out of there, but they know something's wrong, and so they abandon the oil rig. But these salt miners didn't; um, they weren't notified that this happened, and so and well, water no, starts. I
2: don't call that being said. It said um, all the people from the mine um, escaped unharmed.
0: They did escape unharmed, but not because they got notification. They escaped unharmed because of proper evacuation procedures. So the, the evacuation procedures that the miners had put into effect worked. And so because of that, all 55 employees got out of there. Um, and there was and basically not uh, – I guess they said that there was a couple of dogs that went missing, but no people were killed in this. But there was one person out on the lake fishing, and he barely escaped. Um, it, this sinkhole uh, sucked in 11 uh, barges.
1: He mentioned that he doesn't go out on the lake. anymore. Yeah, no, right? he
0: he's not interested in going fishing anymore.
3: <laughs> well, what happened on the lake? Did the lake suddenly? So all well, the,
0: so yeah, all the water so starts to rush. All the water starts to rush yeah. into the salt dome, creating a, this huge sinkhole. So it's sucking in all of the water in the lake down into these salt domes.
2: And one of the rivers going out of the lake oh. actually reversed course.
0: Yes, and so the so that river starts pouring back into it. And creating, uh, Louisiana's largest waterfall at 165 feet.
2: Now, the, the interesting, because that water that was going back into it was, um, coming from the ocean, that basically turned this freshwater lake into a
0: saltwater lake. Right. So now they had they have, you know, saltwater species in the lake and stuff like that. They catch redfish and stuff like that. So it's changed the ecology of the lake by this happening. But one of the things is it sucked in 11 barges. Um and after this was after it finally finished filling up, uh nine of the I'm, barges popped back up. But the other ones are somewhere so down in the salt dome.
1: It also sucked down Jefferson Island or a good portion
0: of it. Yeah. Um they, the amount of, of land that just disintegrated as the water rushed down into this hole was absolutely amazing. Um they they, they told us here somewhere in the article how much how much land mass they lost. Sixty-five acres and And they said that there were huge redwood trees that are um not redwood there were there were hundred fifty foot trees they were not redwood trees but um, pecan. pecan trees that just tumbled nope. over and got sucked into this sinkhole and there isn't there is footage of this <clears throat> um I think I put in here a link to a youtube um that a youtube uh kind of documentary that talks about Lake paneer I mean, it was pre- it's pretty amazing uh what happened here um And as all of this is rushing in, the mine at one point uh, bursts open, and all and a whole bunch of air escapes. And later on, there's a a 400 foot geyser coming out of the entrance to the mine from all that pressure from that water, you know, rushing back in. Pretty amazing.
4: Wow. Very
0: amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen. Go ahead.
4: I've seen videos on sinkholes before, and it's just scary watching it. And thinking of exactly how strong this that it is for big things like the the trollers, the big boats to be just ripped down below.
0: Yeah, isn't that amazing? I'm surprised
3: I haven't heard about any of these videos because you know, you'd think they should be at least close to as popular as the videos of the Japanese tsunami. Um,
0: Look on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, people weren't running on it as much with cell phones when this happened, but. 'Cause what, what's the year on that? Oh um, uh two thousand eight for this one that you uploaded for the video. Yeah, that's the video. Um the disaster uh, 1980. 1980 is when this happened. So there was so there is some footage, but it isn't like everybody had their camera phones. No. No, not at all.
3: Well that makes more sense then. Yeah. Yeah, they had their bricks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so... what
4: those phones were like. No, it'd be late eighties that those
0: Yeah, no nineteen eighties there weren't very many cell. I, if any cell phones around. <coughs>
4: no, there weren't any yeah. cells at that time. Yeah. So until the late eighties, early nineties, then they were that the great big brick things.
3: And then um, they had car phones because yeah. people thought, oh, it's a cool idea to have a car, a phone that's limited to your car. Right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So actually, the car phones were sooner than that.
0: But so okay, so we but we can't have all these salt caverns without <sighs> without having a little bit of woo, right? No. We we've got to have some. Some healing salt caverns, don't we? Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> <you. laughs> so I found. Now we're going off on a on a tangent here. This is a different tangent,
0: right? But here's the thing: I, I <coughs> That's mean, a different ha- one yes. How, how yes, could yes, I not? Yes. I mean, look at this thing. If you look at the picture of this, so it says Germany, um, healing salt caverns in, and I can't say that. Max.
4: Versus God.
0: Versus God.
1: Just got it.
0: This thing looks fucking beautiful. Holy shit. It's got a pool <laughs> in the middle of
1: it. salt lamps.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely gorgeous. Holy crap. And the pseudoscience claims are off the chart.
2: Well, but there's some real science to it. We know, uh, you know... Well, it, a
3: lot of how gorgeous it looks is because of the artificial lighting in there.
0: Well, yeah. okay.
2: But, but the health... Salt, we know, is a sterilizer. So you go into a salt bath kind of thing... Um, it's it's going to kill off some bacteria and stuff. You know, th- 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 there are some um, known health benefits to salt.
0: Sure, that has but been it, known for they're a long not time. Quite the level they're claiming. It doesn't cure cancer. Yeah, no. I, and, and
3: but you know, man. I've I've been hearing all this stuff about the hot new drugs being bath salts these days, and I've been sniffing my Epsom salts like crazy, and I haven't noticed any effect. <laughs> 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 <So> I'm asking. <laughs>
0: Where where this where are some of the claims in here? I mean, people talking about their batteries being fully recharged. Yeah, that's right. Really? What does that mean? I mean, and that's fine. I mean, it probably is relaxing. It, it looks like. I mean, it looks like it would be a nice place to go and spend an evening in. I mean, it. Yeah. it, it
2: does that make you feel recharged? You, sure. You a vacation for a night, and that that recharges you. But. So there's, there's, there's,
0: continually here they're talking about the healing effects of the salt um and there's there's a place up in um uh glenwood springs that has opened you know this place where they they built a a himalayan salt room you know so it's so this this is like the this is like the the um uh, what i want to say the new um homeopathy
1: well glenwood's been a destination mineral baths for
0: a long time oh yeah and you know going up there and the, the pools and stuff are absolutely fantastic oh, yeah so yeah, i mean but yeah i mean it's just uh
4: well the reason there's all that is one simple statement it is promo advertising oh
0: yeah absolutely yeah.
4: that's all it is is saying we can do everything just to get you out there but it the healing salts itself would be a good thing it's just not up to the standard that they probably say.
0: Yeah, so it's like, like having your batteries fully recharged, smiled a silver-haired gentleman. Relaxed, revitalized, healthier.
4: For some reason, that sounds like a, a uh, porn magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: sure does. <laughs>
4: like a Harlequin romance or something. Ooh, uh, that's Thing,
3: that would be an idea i don't know i get just about as relaxed in a nice hot bath in my own home as i do like it ha- would have going somewhere and getting into like some sort of pool or whatever
0: yeah i mean it has it they, they, they built a, a pool in the center of it there i mean that's not salt you know because it would just you know erode it away but you're right the lighting is part of what makes it look you know cool cool i so i mean it would, it would be it would be a <clears throat> cool place to go and experience i'm sure as long yeah. as you're not expecting it to you know to you know, to heal your cancer you you know it's fine
4: no yeah. they say it even helps with them um, people in there doing those musical bowl things and everything
0: yeah and i've heard you know that would... um you know helps with breathing claims and stuff like that i uh, and um well, I see there's so some,
1: there's some backup to the helps with breathing i mean if you take in salt it's going to help draw your lungs out and clear them out temporarily
0: maybe yeah, I, and i but i don't know that you want salt in your lungs it doesn't sound like a good mm-hmm. idea. Plasma <laughs> and salt. I do. A,
1: it makes the salmon tater.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Besides drinking healthy water, uh, cavern fasters. Oh, apparently you're fasting. Will be able to hike around the Kano Geese, uh, King Lake. Kenigse. 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 A beautiful mountain lake near the place that I can't pronounce. <laughs> oh man, My, I can't read I'm English not, words, mostly like German ones. What's that? Your German pronunciation, German pronunciation, dog. <laughs> what? Let's see, boasting some it's of just the. May,
3: just make up your own word from now on. It's breakfast bagel.
0: Breakfast bagel, <laughs> boasting, <laughs> boasting some of the cleanest water on the planet. <sighs> cleanest water on the planet. That's a hell of a boast.
3: I thought the cleanest water in the planet was from like Antarctica or something.
0: Probably. Here's the things that all the things that they're saying in this article, none of it's substantiated, and it it's all posed in such a way that they're not exactly making any claims. Yeah. <laughs> you, it, you know, it, it 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 helps with healing, right? It's not going to heal <laughs> you, but it can help. Well, how do you is measure it, it can uh, help? <laughs>
1: is this like with the clean water? Is it uh, free of candiro?
0: <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, so I, I, think the salt domes are fascinating. I, I think it, it's <clears throat> interesting that that's where our strategic oil reserves are. Um, but there is definitely, you know, they, they should definitely be investigated and continued to look at to make sure that they are as sturdy as, as they say that they are. And where there's problems, mm-hmm. they need to be addressed. And clearly Nature. there can be some issues, you know, with, with, the, with these salt domes. Um, as, as, the Bayou corn sinkhole shows, the lake, uh, the lake, uh, Pinier one, um, definitely was, I mean that that yes, it, it wasn't oil necessarily, but still what a disaster.
4: Oh, it's still the same use type, and I just looked up asthma and sea salt, and apparently they are saying now that it is a natural treatment,
0: really okay. for asthma and uh, lung problems, but probably not the Himalayan salt because if there's every good thing it has in there, it has something it's liable to kill you too
4: <laughs> that is quite possible, yes. <laughs>
0: It is funny because I heard somebody go do a mineral breakdown of the Himalayan salt. And so they, they read off all these good things and then, and they're all in trace amounts, right? And then they read Mm -hmm. all of the, all of the carcinogen, you know, all the other bad things in there. And it's like, it's like, I mean, it's like a a wash, you know, it's like you're getting all this, all these other, you know, all the stuff that you don't want along (coughs) with all these things you do, but they're all in such trace amounts that it's not going to hurt you, right? And, 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 and there's no benefit from the trace amounts that are there. But it, it it's so the claim is awfully funny. <laughs> all right, do we want to talk about these cups? These are funny.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, I'm surprised it's true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, last year, I, I think we covered the whole scandal of the um, Starbucks holiday cups because they were all red. Well, this year the scandal's already started because um, and somehow it, um, they, they said the holiday cups had already come out because Starbucks did this series of cups which were green with a drawing arm that was actually one continuous line that um, ended up going and creating this whole um, clods of people of all sorts of different kinds. But officially, it's one continuous line. The artist apparently, you know, didn't break the line. However, he did it, you know, really beautifully artistic. But the complaints already came out. Well, that's not a very Christmassy couple. You know, it's green. Um, there's nothing Christmasy about it, blah, blah, blah. It was really... Weird. And
3: I've oh, heard it. It's not even their official Christmas cup. It's just their yeah. pre-Christmas cup.
2: So, of course, on the, um, this first article here, apparently, um, Starbucks has unveiled the new holiday design. Oh, yeah. And it features an inverted satanic pentacle. <laughs> it's our company's mission to destroy um, Christianity, Starbucks CEO Howard S- Salt said. We would like to see the Dark Lord Satan's designs for the nations carried out beginning with a holiday cup proclaiming our allegiance to the Prince of Darkness. All hell, Lucifer. All hell, Lucifer. <laughs> and, oh, uh, in case you guys can't understand, this is a um, satire site, but it, it's one of those brilliantly done ones that, um,
4: you know, Okay, good. And- I thought it was the satire
2: site
0: you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it about. is. Yeah, it's not
2: no. really So, yeah, I saw that. I found that amusing. Then, same time I saw that one, Um, that I found a second one called too far. Dunkin' Donuts holiday cups is Richard Dawkins giving the finger. <laughs> and once more, this is a um, proclaimed satire site. Even though I wouldn't be surprised, the cup looks brilliant. But um, you know they have a mock-up of the cup and uh, the, the article. I consider myself a reasonable woman. Although I'm disappointed with Starbucks' choice to eliminate Christmas from their holiday cup design in recent years, I'm not the type to get up in arms about little things. But after Dunkin' Donuts revealed their holiday cups. I couldn't stay silent any longer.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you, Dunkin' Donuts, semen or no semen?
2: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with no semen because I don't think they have quite as many choices with their coffee.
0: Right, but okay. Uh, but but definitely semen with your Starbucks, right?
2: Well, oh, yeah. We, we read that, you know, that was what, two years ago that we had that article? Yeah, because... Yeah, because... So, yeah, 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 we, yeah. We know that, you know, somehow there's some guy in the back room whacking off a your your
1: Starbucks coffee. <laughs>
0: Well, not yet. It's it's sodomy. Yeah, 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 it has to be Gacy. Yeah, it has to be sodomy. Otherwise, it's not
1: what a salted caramel latte
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and you can't get those drinks without froth.
1: Careful of
4: the chocolate latte. (laughs)
0: As long as it's got froth, you're good. Yeah, I know. Now,
2: Starbucks (laughs) have announced a series of actual holiday cups that were designed by, I guess, Starbucks (laughs) patrons. We're actually. um, Told last year to draw in their cups and um submit their designs. So the actual Starbucks holiday cups this year are created by Starbucks patrons.
0: You know what? This cup that I mean, it's just a bunch of people on the cup on a green cup, um, and it has one line. If he did that with in one continuous line, I know. Holy mackerel! That is freaking well, awesome.
1: What I would like to know is what is Christmassy about a bunch of people all together? Well,
0: that's but it's, fun. It's not a Christmas cup, though. Yeah,
1: that wasn't a Christmas cup. That was that just an intern cup. That was irony. Yeah. Oh. That
2: was irony. All right, well, oh, uh, it, it couldn't be green for some reason, which I didn't understand why green was no longer a Christmas
0: color. I I thought green was a Christmas color. I,
2: yeah, so did I, I. I thought it was. I mean, Christmas trees. But apparently Starbucks is only allowed to have red cups for their Christmas cups.
0: And not they can't green. be all red. They, they've got to have yeah. a design. Right.
3: They've got to have they've got to have Christmas thrown up on them. Otherwise, they're way too <laughs> muted, and it's a part of the war on Christmas. So the
2: Christmas
4: trees are no longer green.
2: I, I don't, it was the weird arguments that people were coming up with, and like I said, this was just a cup they put out in between holidays. It was green, and it was the the group of people done with one line. And I like Brian said that that would be amazing to see someone actually draw that and do it set that well. Yeah, but people up in arms over that, claiming that how dare. Um, Starbucks has that as a Christmas cup this year, and <laughs> it's, like, it's not the Christmas cup, you've been ahead of yourselves there. Uh,
4: they're always ahead of themselves for that. The Christmas stuff comes out well before even um, even Halloween, which to me is annoying.
1: Sorry, Matt Cat. Is, is it so, possible that there is some backlash against Starbucks because of its perception as being for you know... Um, you know, basically uh, upper class, fancy people. Is it possible that there's just always some backlash, and they're looking? People are looking for something to get upset about about Starbucks.
4: That's possible. I mean, no one's complained about second cups blue, light blue ones.
0: Yeah, it's but the so but the only reason that we got these two satirical cup, you know, you know the, these is because of that controversy that happened yeah. last year, which was ridiculous. Yeah.
2: And that's the thing, the, the people that want there to be a war on Christmas look for everything they can to um, promote as the war on Christmas. And, you know, 99% of it isn't there. The, the, the slight bit that is there actually comes from, um, actually a, a lot of it's from the Jews who are saying, wait a moment, um, we don't celebrate Christmas. Could you guys pretend that we are important to you to some manner? Because they're the ones that started If you historically look at what the war on Christmas, I just did the quotes for a reason. But years, um, but historically, the war on Christmas started because the Jews were sitting here saying, "Wait a moment, we don't celebrate Christmas. We have a holiday this time of the year."
0: But what? And
2: what, by pushing Christmas on us, you are kind of um, telling us we don't matter.
3: But even the so what you saying is it's the Jews' fault? Uh,
0: <laughs> even the even the even the Jewish community is doesn't have a problem with Christmas. I mean, right. that they they don't have happen. a war on Christmas. Nobody has a war on Christmas. That's the thing that kills me. There is no war on Christmas. This is totally made up. Who who really wants Christmas to go away? I mean, other than me. (laughs) Why don't you like Christmas? I I don't. Okay, I'll tell you what. I don't (laughs) like about Christmas is all the um that it's it's just about the shopping, right? And and Mm -hmm. that and and that is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Shopping is great. Good. I love shopping. Okay, good. I love shopping online. No, but I I, I hate the commercialism. I really do. It, it's like, well, it's 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 just a holiday for commercialism, and it it drives me fucking batty. I, I, and, okay. I
3: find awesome about Christmas cause there, uh, uh, commercialism is great.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
4: <laughs> Thing is, though, is if you personally toss out the commercialism for your Christmas is it not better.
0: It is. And, and, and here's the thing is that because I'm not with the rest of my family this year, that's exactly what's going to happen is that we're going to have, we're going to do our own little thing. We'll celebrate it how we want and we'll just leave those pieces out of it that, that bother me and, and Good. we'll be fine. But, but my family, when we, when we lived in Colorado, it was always just such a headache, you know, and, and the presence wow. and who's going to buy for each other. And what's the spending cap going to be? And oh, this person's upset and on and on and on. It's like, Oh my God. I just do not want to be part of it anymore. In fact, I'd refuse to go to Christmas last year because of all the bullshit.
4: Don't blame you. And so, and you made a good choice to get
0: away from them. Right. Too. Well, I mean, it was, it was kind of forced upon me, but yeah. So we're, I'm kind of looking forward to having just my family for Christmas and, and a few friends that, you know, that I have around and we'll see how that goes. You know, this is my first Thanksgiving that, you know, that I'm not going to be with all of my family. And I'm kind of excited about that too. So. Oh,
4: happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. When's it going it's, on right
0: now or? No, 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 no. It's, um, what is Sorry. Thanksgiving this year? The 24th. Yeah. 24th. So four yeah.
4: days after my birthday. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's coming. And, um, so yeah. So for me, things are, are very different this year. And so we'll see how how it goes. But you know, with the the pressure that I see my family putting on me and each other <clears throat> regarding all of these gifts and and this materialism, it really for me really destroyed anything that might have been personal about the holiday. And I didn't like it. And 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 I had, in the last few years I started you know saying I wasn't going to participate, and that just made everybody matter. And it just made things you know it just made things very uncomfortable. And made me I hate under- Christmas more.
4: <laughs> yeah. I can understand that as well because I didn't like Christmas for a long while because my father made it hellish. Uh, he'd get drunk, and we—they uh, had a guy living upstairs. It was my dad's friend, and didn't like him at all. And it was just horrible. Right. So Did not yeah. like Christmas at all. So when I moved out here, out out into Alberta. It got a lot better because I could do what I wanted to do without some drunk asshole being a pain in the butt.
0: There you go. Yeah, that sounds great. So hopefully that's how that will happen for us as well. Less bickering, less fighting, and we can just enjoy each other's company and play some video games. Exactly. And And that's what uh, that's what Christmas should be about: video games.
4: Video games, having fun with your family, just you know, beating their ass off on (laughs) one of the games, or you know, great.
0: Hey, listen. That's perfect. This is the, this December is the re-release of Final Fantasy VII for the PS4. Oh, huh? my. Who's not excited about that?
4: I'm excited for everyone else, but I <laughs> have never played the game, so I don't know. I love
3: watching the cutscenes, though. They're great. <laughs>
0: <you keep> <laughs>
3: final Fantasy, is that turn-based? It it yeah, it's... Final
0: it's I'm sorry, Mac, I can't hear you. Go again.
3: I said, if they
1: keep putting out new versions of it, it can't be Final Fantasy. It's just Next Fantasy.
0: <laughs> Well, there is that. It's never final. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's considered an RPG. It's considered a turn-based role-playing game. a role-playing video game. I think I game.
3: remember playing one version of that on my Game Boy a long time
0: ago. You you probably did. I mean, they've been around forever. First person or third? First person. Well, but it's... Okay, if the, well, that's why I can't play it. It's kind of third person, right? The, the, it, the, the, And the newer ones are a combination. But, but the battles are primarily <clears throat> third person. You kind of set up your... Um, your attacks, and then you let them go, and then in the in you know and then you're attacked. But but the, mm. the first person part of it is running around, um, trying to find different stuff. So it's a combination. You might be surprised. It isn't. It isn't. Uh, it isn't a first person game like, um, Halo or 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 those kinds of games.
4: Okay, so nothing like God, uh, like the Dead One. Um, once one of my husband. President Evil. Place. Uh. Left for Dead.
0: Okay, no, I I, I didn't play that one, uh, but I'm imagining that's a first-person shooter, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah no, nothing like that. No, no. In fact, it's it, You might enjoy the games. Um, they're not those kinds of games. There they are are they're considered role-playing games, RPGs.
4: Okay, so they're not blood and guts.
0: No, 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 not at all. No, it's that it's,
4: takes away part of my fun.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sorry.
4: That's okay. No, the thing is, is that first person for an awful lot of the games makes me sick because I have motion sickness.
0: Yeah, you're not going to get that from this. Okay. good. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think. So. I don't. I don't think so. But you know, you'd have to try one. But there's plenty of them out there. And but here's the thing: is that Final Fantasy VII was one of my fa- all-time favorites. It came out for the for the per- first PlayStation. Um, I played. You know, mm-hmm. um, eight was good. Um, some of the earlier ones are good, but seven is by far my favorite. So I'm looking well, forward to the re-release. You know, they updated the graphics, and apparently, but they kept most of the gameplay, is my understanding. So I'm excited. It'll I'm be gonna, a great
2: Christmas. For you. I'm gonna
0: be I'm gonna be racing chocobos again.
2: I'm just surprised <laughs> my youngest hasn't started up on that then, <clears throat> but, but he, we can't get him off the PS4.
0: Oh really? Yeah, I don't know, it, um, but yeah. So Final Fantasy VII is re-released uh, in December for the PS4, and I think it's an exclusive. I don't think that they're gonna put it on um, on the PS or on the uh, um, Xbox PC? One. I don't think they come out for the PC okay, I, see, I
3: see the banner ad here uh, on that uh, latest website for the holiday cups trending. Trump already leaving America for younger, hotter countries
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> this was definitely the Trump podcast. But which country
3: would that? Be? What, what what countries are younger and hotter than America? We we need to set up a list here. I don't know uh, when uh,
0: I mean, technically, Russia is younger. Russia's younger, right? Because it used to be the USSR. After it broke up, then it became then it became Russia. Ukraine would be younger, well, right? I, I don't know.
3: I think I think no, Russia's kind Russia of a fatty. Was Russia Trump, Trump, Trump's uh, you know uh, byline for countries, you know, looking for a new country, no fatty.
0: Okay, so maybe maybe he could go with your Ukraine. They're they're a little bit thinner. I don't know, and and really, I think Honduras is the place he ought to be
3: because
0: <laughs> Honduras is a hot mess, and I think he likes that. <laughs> Honduras, like,
4: Anything hot he'd like.
3: I'll do this. You know
4: everything you want else hot except for him.
0: <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So here's a guy who who looks like a a painted slab of meat, and he's married to a supermodel. If that's mm-hmm. not about the money, I don't know what yeah. it is. <laughs> it's about the money, and he's been married three times too. Oh yeah, yeah, and and he committed and adultery. Seventy
4: two, seventy three.
0: He he's he, we know he's committed adultery. Right, mm-hmm. but but the religious right still loves him. Mm, oh. She still gets her money.
2: <laughs> she still tolerates him.
3: She
0: still tolerates.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm listen, gonna we love have. You till the money comes.
0: This is by far the best looking first lady ever, and the first daughter is no slouch.
4: Oh, the one he wants to. He would have liked
3: to.
0: The one date. he wants. Yeah, the one he wants to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Ivanka. I'm not sure it's
3: appropriate to compare the books of first ladies and first daughters.
0: <laughs> Is there a moral issue there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, we better end this. <laughs> Say goodnight, everybody. Much fun. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Say goodnight, everybody.
4: Good night,
1: everybody. Good night. It's another one of the, one on the oh, yes. yeah. Yeah.
0: If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the Amateur Skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canel. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit Music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.